SBS Audio is supported by advertising. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 6th of December 2022. The Reserve Bank has lifted the official cash rate by 25 basis points to a 10-year high of 3.1%. That is now the eighth consecutive monthly rate rise. So now, have rates peaked? And if they continue to lift rates, will it tip Australia into a recession? Earlier, I spoke with ANZ senior economist Felicity Emmett to find out and first asked her just how concerned the RBA is about inflation, especially domestic inflation. Look, there's probably still some of those um, drivers from overseas, some of the supply chain issues and the goods price inflation that's come through. The RBA is expecting inflation to peak at about 8% in this quarter. But then when we look next year, a lot of those drivers are really domestic and the RBA is still expecting inflation to stay well outside their target band through next year and into 2024. So speaking of this domestic inflation, right, um, do you think consumers are actually hearing the RBA because they're still spending and they're still spending pretty solidly, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Look, I think consumers really are catching up on some of the lost opportunities over the past few years. They're going overseas and travelling. They're heading out to restaurants and hotels and catching up on some of those services sorts of spending that they missed out on. So I don't really think they are hearing the RBA at the moment, but eventually these cash rate hikes will flow through fully through to mortgage repayments. We'll get more next year and it will be quite a significant impost on consumers. So I think next year we'll really start to see consumer spending slow down through the year as people's cash flows are crunched. The other um, term the RBA used in its statement today as well is the wages spiral. How worried is the RBA about that? Look, I think that what, what we could say is they're alert but not alarmed. Um, Phil Lowe has said that at the moment wages growth is not inconsistent with the target, but I think they're very concerned that with the unemployment rate in the low threes, it could very well generate a quick response in wages and that we might find in the middle of next year that wages growth actually is quite has lifted quite strongly. So I think that's something they're very alert to uh, over the next few months. So borrowers have had to endure eight consecutive rate rises so far this year. So let's look further. The RBA said in its statement it expects to increase interest rates further over the period ahead. So what do you think all of that means? How much more and why? And has this statement necessarily pushed peak rates further away? Uh, look, 
the market hasn't really lifted their peak too much after today's statement. They're still expecting the peak to be somewhere in the high threes, and we continue to think that it will peak at 3.85% in May next year. The RBA has said it's not on a preset course. It will be watching the data, but I think that we're going to get you know, a strong inflation number for the December quarter. We get that in January and then another strong wages number in February next year. And that will keep them hiking in February and March. And then we expect a last one in May. I think the risks are, though, that we replicate the experience that we've seen overseas and inflation proves to be more persistent, more sticky than expected. And the risks are that the RBA might have to go higher than that 3.85, or they might have to keep rates quite high for a long time. Um, What's all of that then likely to mean for the housing market amid fears of a continued slowdown and the ability for borrowers to repay their mortgages? Yeah, look, we continue to think that prices will fall 15 or 20 percent um, peak to trough, and they're sort of tracking lower, but in quite an orderly fashion. Uh, and I think that, that that will come through next year. But we're really not seeing too much mortgage stress playing out just yet. We got numbers from APRA today that showed that actually mortgage arrears fell again in the September quarter um, and they are at very low rates historically and very low rates on international comparisons. But those arrears rates, they will trend up over the next year or so as mortgage repayments uh, increase. But we don't think that consumers will really come under too much pressure. We don't think that that will rise very strongly um, because people have these very large savings buffers that they'll be able to draw on uh, through the period of higher interest rates and higher repayments. Finally, if your forecasts are right for the future of where interest rates are going, will this tip Australia into recession? Because we already know that's what the Reserve Bank of New Zealand said it kind of needs to do to pull back the economy. Yes, that's what we have seen from overseas central banks. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand, the US Fed have really said that they have to hike interest rates high enough to drive their economies into recession. Look, we think here that the RBA will be successful in navigating that narrow path that they've talked about um, and that we won't get a recession here. We will, though, get very slow growth. So it might feel recession-like. And I think There is, as I said before, I think there is this risk that rates have to go a bit higher or stay higher for longer to really get inflation in the band. And that might mean that we do end up with a couple of quarters of negative growth. At this stage, that's not our central case, but certainly there is definitely a risk there that we do end up going into recession at some point. Felicity Emmett there from ANZ. So what does that 25 basis point increase mean to mortgage repayments? Well, according to Rate City, if you've got a $500,000 loan on a 25-year term, this rate increase will mean a $75 per month increase on your mortgage repayment. But if you combine all the rate rises we've seen since May, that's an increase of $834 per month since May on that $500,000 loan. Obviously, it's more if you've got a larger loan. So, for example, if your loan is $750,000 on a 25-year term, that increase since May 
1,251. So how did the share market react? Well, the ASX fell half a percent, 7,291. For more, I spoke earlier with Nathan Somersandaram. He's the CEO of Deep Data Analytics. Even though the consensus said 25 basis point hike, I think market really thought it'll be probably around the 15 basis point hike. So RBA doing a 25 basis point hike and actually flagging higher rates and actually saying that inflation is going to be above 3% in 2024 is going to raise the peak rates. I think peak rates were sitting around three and a half. I suspect it's going to go higher now. Uh, it's not just in Australia, though, where we're seeing interest rates rise, right? It's around the world. Next week is the big one because you've got the US Fed Reserve. How important will this decision be for markets? Yeah, look, that, that that's the, the big fish. Everyone else is collateral damage. Uh, when the Fed moves, it moves cost of borrowing globally. Um, and we've had pretty strong non-farm profit, I'm um, sorry, non-farm payrolls and wages data last week. And then we had the services PMI this week and that was strong as well. So um, the market was expecting, well, we're downgrading to 50 basis point, but I think these data points puts it back. So you might see a 75 basis point hike and the market does not want to see that. Um, what about China and the reopening trade here? What, what's going on? Yeah, that's that's a big turnaround. Um, they've actually relaxed a lot of rules. They're doing a lot less testing. Um, so there's the risk that things spread faster than what they expected. Vaccination levels are low, so there's a risk there. Uh, but look, the market is taking, you know, it'll jump on anything positive. And I know it's been the classic bounce back, and that's telling you how the optimism bouncing back. But the structural problems in Chinese economy is still there. The PMIs are you know, more into contraction. So we're talking recession worries. So I can see why they are opening up. Uh, but I, I don't think the problems are resolved yet. But look, if you're an investor, you can say the Chinese market is uninvestable. But in reality, it is such a big market and such a big part of the global economy. You have no choice. You have to look at it. Um, so back onto the market today, given all the moves, where's all the, the movements coming from? Yeah, look, the market wasn't making any big calls because we had a few days where the Chinese data was driving the miners and that's pretty much kept our market higher. Uh, that seems to have started to peter out. And the real guys who were holding it up were Telstra and Healthcare CSL. And the market on the news of the 25 basis point hike has started to roll over. I suspect most of the global guys were expecting our central bank to be quite dovish. And this will kind of remove that and add a bit of risk. So I think we've probably seen the peak in, you know, we've had a two good months globally uh, in the market. So generally the bear market rallies haven't lasted more than two months. So I suspect we're probably in a downswing for December. This is likely to be the last time I speak to you this year, Nathan. So I want you to get your crystal ball out. What do you think will be the key themes for 2023 and where do you see the opportunities for investors? Uh, look, I think one thing is for certain. I think volatility is going to be extremely high. I think early in the year, I expect a decent pullback, and that'll give you a great opportunity to get into sectors. But the economy will not bounce back like previous cycle because you're not going to get the stimulus boost. So it'll be a grinding step up. So stock selection, sector selection is going to be important. But in the short term, manage risk. In the long term, there's going to be opportunities coming for you in the first quarter. Nathan Somersandaram there from Deep Data Analytics. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. 
The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.